get back to that Robert Spencer interview that I mentioned earlier, uh, you'll find it somewhere in Breitbart. And Robert Spencer is an expert at military affairs. He actually teaches a course at West Point. He's been in a few wars, so he knows wherever he speaks. And uh, in addition to detailing the underground tunnels and the overall strategy of Hamas, he mentions that Hamas, to them, everything is a strategy. And drawing this conflict out would give them the strategy of getting the world to have sympathy for them, which is what we're seeing around the world. The, the longer that this fight goes on, then Hamas can use the body count, which is their desire, to gain sympathy from the world. And you're seeing that play out. You know, you've been hearing, and I mentioned this yesterday, you've been hearing about this 10,000 bodies. Where's that information coming from? Uh, could it be more? Could it be less? Even uh, Netanyahu uh, had mentioned that he was suspicious of that number because it hadn't been verified. And then Robert Spencer made the, the same point. He said, you know, how do we know? It, 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 everything is on the table for Hamas, and the longer this battle plays itself out, the better it is for them. And Netanyahu mentions that in this interview, which I'll play for you. Uh, you might have seen it or you might have missed it on Fox last night with Brett Baer. But here's, a, I thought, was a, a fairly candid interview, with, uh, and it's brief, so we'll play a little bit of it. Here you go. First of all, give us your assessment of where things are. We understand that IDF forces are inside Gaza, inside and around Gaza City. Where do you see this at this hour? I think the Israeli army is uh, performing exceptionally well. Uh, it's fighting the terrorists, both above ground and below ground. So we're doing everything in our power to reduce uh, civilian casualties. We've uh, managed safe zones so they, and safe corridors so civilians can heed our call to leave even though Hamas is trying to keep them in. Uh, and I think the, uh, the war is proceeding well. We're going to continue until we eradicate Hamas. Nothing will stop that. We're absolutely committed to victory, which is not only our victory, but it's the victory of the entire civilized world against barbarism. Now, remember, Robert Spencer, in making his observations of all of this, says that in no other war was pro proportionality a major factor in determining who's right and who's wrong. So, for example, far more Germans died in World War II. Does that mean that they suffered more and should have compassion? No, obviously not. The goal was to eliminate the Nazis, just as the goal here is to eliminate Netanyahu. Netanyahu is saying that as long as Hamas exists and as long as Iran is backing Hamas, their goal is to eradicate the Jews, plain and simple. So as long as Hamas exists, they're under threat. The, Jew, the Jews. And they're trying right now a strategy of getting the world's sympathy by playing the body count card. The interview continues here. Do you still believe that the Hamas leadership, including um, Yahya Sinwar, is still in or underneath Gaza City? Oh, it's there, but uh, we'll get there. To get those leaders, how long do you envision this being? Is, will it be an occupation of Gaza for months and months? Well, first of all, we don't want to seek to govern uh, Gaza. We don't seek to occupy it, but we seek to give it and us a better future in the entire Middle East. And that's the goal. That has to be. And the only way we can get there, it's like saying, why would we want ISIS or Al-Qaeda to still be around? And it's just fascinating to me that Kate Blanchett thinks that she knows what she's talking about 
when she gets on social media or on television and says that, you know, we need to pause and we need to have a ceasefire and we need to let Hamas regroup and clear away the empty bodies. It's like, well, don't, don't you understand that you are being played, sister? You're being played. You're being played just like everybody else. All those students out in, in New York City and elsewhere around the world in Spain, they're all being played. All that, they're getting, Hamas is using all of this as propaganda. Hamas attacked Israel. It wasn't like Putin and Ukraine. You know, Putin invaded Ukraine. It's, there's no dispute. There's no dispute of what happened on October 7th. It wasn't as if the Jews were begging them on, come on in, come attack us, we're ready. None of the, in fact, the, the actual opposite was true. Their guards were down. And for that, they paid a heavy price because even Hamas uh, admitted, man, we thought that there would be some resistance and there, we were allowed to run free for a, for a whole day. Uh, and it, remind, it reminds me of when the British, you know, got their butts kicked by Washington on Christmas morning because everybody had a hungover, hangover. <laughs> so, but... Um, Look, if you're feeling compassionate for the people who are suffering, by all means, you'd be, un, you'd be inhumane not to. But this does not mean that, that Israel needs to coexist with a group of people, a political group that wants to destroy them. Uh, would you? Uh, think about what kind of a neighbor you'd like to have. Would you like to have one that's con constantly trying to set your, set your house on fire? No, of course not. You want to move. You want that neighbor to move, and I think that's what's happening here. And by the way, remind yourself that Jordan doesn't want the Palestinians. They they had enough trouble there with them in the seventies and eighties. Uh, the Egyptians don't want to have any more Palestinians because they're troublemakers. You know, I I I don't want to cast generalities, but you know, look, if there's an old saying, if you wake up in the morning and somebody upsets you, it's probably their fault. But if you wake up every morning and the whole world is upset at you, maybe it's your fault. Maybe the reason that people don't like the Palestinians is because they cause a lot of trouble. And their mission is, is so, has so many religious overtones that they don't want to coexist with anybody else. Uh, it seems to me that this group is, uh, I, I guess you, you might say that they're, they're extremists, uh, and it's a and it's a government. It's a government of extremists, and in many ways, just like Iran. So, anyway, we'll continue to follow it. Obviously, it'll be on everybody's minds. But we want to wish, uh, at least from from where I sit, we want to wish our Jewish friends uh, all the Godspeed we can send their way. Uh, this is not a battle. You know, people forget that they were uh, they were the Jews were enslaved by the Egyptians. For several hundred years, the Babylonians for almost a thousand years, uh, and then under uh, Roman rule for 500 years. So it's not the first time that the Jews have had to deal with people who want to put them out to pasture. Uh, so it, for that reason alone, I support them. They're good people. Uh, they believe in democracy, and, and they share a lot of our values. Hell, we get most of our values from their religion. So they are brothers in spirit. All right, so coming up uh, a little bit later on, a, a prostitution ring that involved politicians, tech ex, uh, tech executives, and lawyers. And, and there's an underlying concern or suspicion that this may have ties to the CCP. 
So we're going to get to that in just a moment. And then Nan Sue will be joining us in the fourth segment of the program. And I want to get with him about what's happening with not only this issue, uh, but there's there's a weird thing going on in China right now where their society, their economic uh, society may be uh, just falling apart. Investors are starting to walk away. They don't want to have anything to do with China anymore. So we'll get to the bottom of that as we continue to roll on. Speaking out America, Jim Watkins, stay tuned. And we are glad to have Nan Sue from the Epoch Times back on the program. Nan is a senior investigative reporter for all things having to do with China. And uh, Nan, thanks again for joining me on the program. I am, I'm reading a lot more now about foreign investors running very fast from China. What is going on? Uh, is their economy about to collapse? What are you hearing? Uh, we have talked about the, these things several times as China's economy really uh, go downhill. Uh, there are several things uh, happening in China. Number one, it's uh, uh, for, uh, the, uh, the foreign investors uh, are putting their money out of China mainly because uh, now in the past, uh, you know, all these Western corporations, they, uh, once they made a profit in China, those profit will stay in in China uh, as a reinvestment. So now they are, you know, once they made the money, they just put them out. You know, they, they will take it out of China and go somewhere else, if, uh, look for a safe haven. Uh, that's one thing. And number two is there's a lot of business closed down and they, they just leave China uh, permanently. Uh, there's a, especially uh, businesses from South Korea, from uh, from Japan. They are the one, you know, they're the one, you know, they are the one, you know, leaving earlier than the uh, business and Western corporations from Europe, uh, from the United States. You know what? Before that, Taiwan, the business investment, you know, uh, from Taiwan, they left China ever since uh, uh, 20, 2015, 2016. They're the ones they actually know what's going on. They see what's coming, so they're leaving. Now, it, it's all because, uh, you know, when, when Chairman Xi uh, took the uh, top post of Chinese Communist Party in 2012, he started going backwards. Now, I want to say this, a lot of people really just criticize Xi Jinping himself, which I personally think it's the entire Communist Party, you know, as a whole, that's, you know, they make that kind of a decision. Why? It's simple. I mean, when you have money and you ha when you accumulate the personal wealth, you want more rights. You know, you, you are more powerful. You know, you you are challenging the ruling power of the Chinese Communist Party. That's the way it is. So basically, when you know, when the free market grew to certain level, when people accumulate the uh, to certain level of personal wealth, uh, kind of like uh, it make the society deviate from 
from uh, the olden ways, everyone really have to rely on the government to live their life. So the Communist Party seeing that as a threat. So basically, that's why, you know, Chairman Xi is leading the party going backwards to the Chairman Mao's time. Mm-hmm. And, and, and you know what, you know, there are people there, they kind of, they are moderated uh, leaders inside the party, but they all, but none of them really want to stand out against it, you know. The way they're going backwards, why? Because their common interest is all about keeping the ruling power of the Chinese Communist Party. Yeah, yeah. And so uh, they continue to wield great influence in the world. Somebody had brought up a point that if you look at all the countries that are for Hamas and for Palestine and against Israel, it's it's almost the same map. Uh, of World War II, you have the, the the Allies and the Axis, right? And now you've got. I've, I've heard that Hamas is actually looking for support from Xi Jinping. So tell us what's going on there. Yeah, that's the latest. The it, it was it, the news just came out. You know, it really just came out. Uh, it's uh, uh, it's actually uh, so far. Uh, it's uh it's the uh, uh palestinian islamist group actually they say they are you know they want to they they're going to send their uh, delegation to beijing for a f- official visit but china's foreign ministry has not yet uh publicly confirmed the visit mm. but it is possible uh because uh uh, but because uh, you know, think hey, look at look at that. Uh, remember uh, August fifteenth. Remember when when uh, U.S. military withdrew from uh, Afghanistan. Remember that? Yeah. Uh, that's like that was twenty twenty one, August fifteenth, right? Mm-hmm. Now, three weeks before the U.S. military withdrew from. Afghanistan, you know, uh, Taliban already sent their uh, their delegation to China, and they they openly talk about uh, how they're going to uh, you know moving forward with you know the kind of a re- uh, collaborations. But you know, all these, I, I, as I mentioned before, all these uh, extremist terrorist groups. Uh, Hamas, uh, Taliban, ISIS, uh, Hezbollah, they all have a formal relation with China. That's not a secret. And they all have been sending their military commanding officers to China to receive military training from Chinese military. So it, if Hamas sent a delegation to Beijing, it's not a surprise, at least to me. Strange bedfellows, wouldn't you say? I mean, think about the way the Uyghurs are treated in, in West China. Uh, China is a, is obviously a, a secular uh, government. It has no room for anything other than a state religion. And yet you've got these highly religious leaders from these foreign countries that are going there for their support. In an open war, China would destroy these people. But uh, again, uh, st- strange bedfellows, right? Hold on, hold on. China only... Uh, persecute the religious group that's inside China. 
they never those policies never get out of the border of China. You know, once they get out of border of China, it's all about its so-called united front work. You know, unite build a united front against their common enemy, Which or is build us. a united. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's right. The United States, right? <laughs> so uh, you know, Ch- Chinese Communist Party has a uniting front work department. That is a de- that's the the one of the three biggest department of the party. And that party's annual budget, based on Georgetown Foundation's research, it's bigger than chi- the budget annual budget of China's uh, foreign ministry. Mm. Yeah, that's well, how much money they spend. Yeah. Nansu is on with us from the Epoch Times, senior investigative reporter. Now, uh, the elephant in the room is Iran. Iran is obviously behind the scenes funding Hamas. They'd like to see the Jews gone. And we know that Iran has a very good relationship, in fact, a very cozy relationship. Many don't remember, but when COVID first broke out, uh, Iran was very hard hit. And that's because there is a constant interchange of uh, commerce trade, uh, construction going on in, in Iran from China. Chinese nationals travel there, just like northern Italy. Uh, and, and, and they're strange bedfellows indeed. But again, how do you think they are supporting each other in this uh, war? Do, do you think they want to see a greater conflict with uh, uh, America so that Taiwan can then go after Taiwan? Uh, I mean, uh, China could then go after Taiwan. That seems to be w- what the intelligentsia is rumbling. Yes, there's, uh, you know, the Chinese, uh, a lot of Chinese strategic uh, uh, thinkers, uh, some of the think tanks in China, they have been long talked about, you know, uh, three conflicts before Taiwan, uh, before they can, you know, uh, start invasion of Taiwan, you know, the conflict in the Middle East uh, between uh, Arab nations against Israel, uh, the the conflict in the north, uh, east, Northeast uh, Asia, that's, uh, you know, uh, North Korea against the South Korea and Japan. And then there is a conflict between Russia and NATO. So uh, they, they say, well, if that all that three conflicts take place at the same time, that will, you know, create the perfect timing for Chinese military to invade Taiwan. So they, they've been talking about that for a long time. Mm, yeah. Uh, and, and then you've heard about this uh, brothel. Maybe you're not hearing enough yet, but there was a big uh, prostitution ring, human smuggling ring that was uh, uh, busted in Boston, and it has tendrils in California and New York, and it's run by two Chinese nationals. Uh, any thoughts about that? Does China use uh, infiltrated people to set up these sting operations? Is it unfounded? that this may have been a way to get materials, extortion materials, uh, because a lot of people that were busted, the Johns, were uh, tech exec, high po- They haven't released the list, but we know that these people that were busted were very influential in, in government, in Wall Street, and in the tech field. So not, not out of the ordinary that this would be something that China would cook up. Yeah, I would say... Uh, I'm, I'm, I hope that the FBI really spend, you know, uh, time and resources to really uh, have a deep dive, really, you know, yeah. look into it. 
uh, have an investigation to look for if there are, you know, any background from Chinese government that's running this business. Because uh, uh, this is a really, uh, you know, it's it's like old olden times, the K- KGB. Yeah, right. <laughs> it is. No, you're right about that. That's true. Well, Nansu, uh, I appreciate you uh, coming on. It's always a real pleasure to talk to you, and I learned so much, and I know that my audience feels the same way. So we will talk to you again, and uh, I hope you have a great day. Thanks again. Nansu from the Epoch Times, ladies and gentlemen. This segment of the program brought to you by GetTheTea.com. See you right here on Monday.